Welcome back to the Therapy for Real Life podcast. This is not therapy, this is real life. And I'm really excited about today's episode because I'm going to talk about crisis survival skills, continuing on in the dialectical behavior therapy skills self-care coaching series that we have. And I'm excited to both talk about what is a crisis, how to get through it, and also share with you one of my favorite sets of skills, um, which are all under the umbrella of bio-mood hacking. So these are all skills that you could use in a moment of crisis to try to change your mood really quickly. So that's something that we'll get to later in the conversation. But first, you know, just continuing on with the theme of this podcast, remembering that a podcast, of course, is not the same thing as therapy. And since we will be talking about crisis situations, the first thing to understand is if you are in a life or death situation or a medical emergency, of course, call 911, call your medical provider who knows you best. Um, you know, don't email into the podcast if you're in crisis. I may be in session with someone and unreachable. I, you know, the clients that I work with know this. If you are in a crisis and you don't know where to start, having a crisis number in your back pocket, even if it's 911, you know, I don't know all the crisis numbers in your specific area, you can evil, even um, just Google crisis services in my area, and I'm sure you'll find a really good list of places to start. A resource that I like for folks who are in the United States is the crisis text line, which is really easy to, re easy to remember. It's just crisistextline.org. And some folks, when they hear me talk about crisis resources, might even be thinking, oh, you know, that's not for me. I would never reach out to a service like that. And I would just ask you to keep that resource on hand anyways, because, you know, I have good friends who volunteer for services like that. And generally the folks who put themselves in positions um, to help in a moment of crisis are there because they really care about the work that they're doing. And whether you are in crisis or not, it's very likely that one of your friends or family members will, will have a moment of crisis. So, you know, whether you keep that number on hand for yourself or a loved one or a friend or a coworker, uh, or you may even just kind of run into somebody on the street who needs it. So crisis text line, I'm a really big fan of that resource because you can text in. Um, it's a 24-7 resource. Um, and they're, you know, great resource to interact with and can offer you quick self-care tips um, when you don't need to call, you know, for example, 911 if you're in a medical or life-threatening emergency. So it's good to just understand that first. What we're talking about today when we think about self-care in a moment of crisis, let's define our terms. What is a crisis? A crisis, the way I think about a crisis, comes from my DBT training. And DBT says that a, a crisis is some kind of time-pressured, 
um, situation, there's, you know, some urgency to act. There may be emotional overload. Uh, you may feel pressured to make a decision. You know, let's say the rent is due and you don't have enough money. That's a crisis, right? For some people, you know, their their partner breaks up with them all of a sudden. That is an emotional crisis. Losing a job or getting downsized and seeing, you know, 20% of your colleagues let go is a very stressful kind of crisis. So on today's episode, when we think about what to do in a crisis or crisis survival skills, really what we're talking about is how to get through a difficult situation, keeping in mind that really your only job in a crisis situation is not to make the situation worse. Really, so if you don't take anything else from today's conversation, the one thing I want you to keep in mind is if you are in crisis, whether it's emotional overload, you know, financial crisis, you're worried about something, you know, you may have strong urges to do something destructive, you know, hurt yourself, punch a wall, um, you know, say something hurtful to somebody else. These are uh, the urges that we feel in a moment of stress. So in a crisis, just to focus your attention and get really centered, the invitation in this skill set is your only job is to not make the situation worse. So that simplifies things a little bit, right? So um, besides getting support, we talked about crisis resources, you can get support from friends and, um, you know, this is that really good venting or processing skill where you get it off your chest and connect with other people. Um, That's really important. Sometimes in a moment of crisis, what makes it really hard is there's some um, amount of waiting, right? Maybe it's the middle of the night and your social support system is fast asleep or, you know, in that situation where you're waiting for a test result or waiting to hear back from a doctor, uh, they may be out of the office. So a crisis can be a situation where you feel the urge to act quickly, but actually you need to slow things down in order to do no harm, right? And keep up with that goal of, you know, at least let's not make, don't do anything rash, don't do anything impulsive, no big decisions, don't sell the farm, and slow it down because your only only agenda in a crisis is to not make it worse and get through it. Which brings me to bio-mood hacking. It turns out DBT has a whole set of skills that are designed to help you get through a crisis And what I love about this skill set is they, you don't need a lot of resources to use these skills. They are all based on basically hacking your body's own biochemistry to interrupt some of those feelings of emotional overwhelm that can come along with a 
a crisis. So what am I talking about here? You know, have you ever been in a stressful situation and felt, let's say, decision paralysis, like you couldn't think clearly? Or, um, you know, have you ever had a panic attack, right? And you're trying to get a whole bunch of things done, but all of a sudden your physiology is just on overload and overwhelm. So we can get stuck in certain moods and feelings. And what's cool about bio-mood hacking, or as DBT calls these, the tip skills, is they it's a set of four skills and they each harness the body's own natural chemistry um, to interrupt how you feel in a moment of crisis. And when you think about when we talk about DBT, we know that some of the self-care skills that we learn are change-based skills. All of these crisis skills are examples of change-based skills to help you feel better fast. And if you listen to the other episodes, you're going to hear more about the acceptance-based skills of how to cope with a difficult mood when it does take a long time to change. So the crisis management self-care skills are a little bit more on that end of the spectrum of how to change your mood quickly. So let's let's look at that. What are we talking about? DBT offers four sets of skills, self-care skills that teach you how to hack your mood using your, your biochemistry. And it uses the acronym TIP to help you remember them. And the way I learned these skills was very interactive, and that's my suggestion for you. If you're listening to this podcast and you're driving your car or, um, you know, there are very few places where, actually where you couldn't practice these skills except for the car because you want to be focused on the road. But um, other than that, if you have your headphones in and you're either at your home or at the workplace Um, and you have at least a few minutes to set aside, you're on break, Um, these are the kind of skills that you could carry with you anywhere, which is what I really like about them. But you do need to dedicate uh, some mindful attention to focus on what you're doing, right? So the tip skills, they all channel your biochemistry, and it's an acronym, so each letter stands for something. T stands for temperature. And the T is one of the coolest ways of packing your mood. And it's the one actually you should, you should check with your doctor first before trying this one if you have a heart condition. If you're not sure if you have a heart condition or even if you felt, feel like you have any kind of health anxiety, um, you should check with your doctor first and ask if, if you have any contraindications to using ice as a self-care skill because this self-care skill is um, based on a bunch of research that found that there's something in the body called the dive reflex. I'm going to explain how this works before we actually use the skill. Your body has a dive reflex. So if you have ever visited the Midwest or met someone from there, you maybe have heard of the Polar Bear Club. 
And the Polar Bear Club is a group of really adventurous folks who maybe get up early in the morning and they, in the middle of winter, you know, in states like Michigan, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, they might jump into the icy frozen waters and jump right back out um, in the middle of winter. And some people do it for fun and what they've you know, they're tapping into is the body's natural response to uh, temperature. What happens when you hijack your mood with cold, shocking temperature? So Marsha Linehan, who led up all this research, um, tested this out with people who were in moments of stress. And her specialty, what she's really good at, is working with folks um, on suicide prevention, and also folks who are trying to reduce self-harm tendencies. And what she found is that with these folks, if you gave them either a bowl of water filled with ice cubes or a cold pack or a Ziploc bag filled with really cold water, if you put it either on your cheeks or your eyes, or even if you're adventurous and you hold your breath and you put your face and you dip it deep into a bowl of water, what that's enough to trigger what's called the body's dive reflex. That's the same response that you would feel um, like if you were in that polar bear club and jumping into the icy waters, you know, frozen on top, but cold waters underneath Lake Michigan. It turns out we have this survival mechanism that's designed to protect us. So you might only learn about this, you know, or experience it unless you're listening to this podcast. Um, you know, if you were in one of those polar bear clubs, what happens when, let's say you're thinking about a, a stress and that feel, you know, it's, you experience it a lot in your mind. Maybe you have trouble sleeping because you're worrying about it. You're caring, you're replaying the situation. You might feel a little bit of tension in your body. And I'm actually going to invite you to try this out right now. Um, and if you don't have any ice accessible to you, I want you to think about when's the next opportunity when you could practice this. And if you have access to a calendar, you could even schedule, okay, try out that cool ice trick after consulting with your doctor. Um, but if you have any chance to try it right now, even if you need to pause and get that ice ready, what I want you to do, and I'm actually going to do it right now. I'm going to, you're going to hear me walk up to the little, little mini fridge that I have in the office and I'm going to grab two cold packs right now. Okay. So if you have ice anywhere close to, if you're in your, your home, your kitchen, if you're at the little mini kitchen at your work, I want you to stop what you're doing and do it. Go ahead and do this with me right? Unless you have a heart condition, you need to check with your doctor first, of course. Um, always listen to your body and any reasonable, you know, accommodations you need to make. But um, barring that, go ahead and step up right now and get some ice. You're going to hear me do the same thing. All right, I keep this on hand in case I ever want to practice this, either for myself or with a client in therapy. But you 
here you are in the comfort in your own space and you can do this for yourself. So I am holding on to these two packs of ice and what I want you to do is you're going to try this out with me. You're going to think about something that's stressing you out and before even starting, I want you to think about um, kind of zero to 10, how much it's bothering you. Zero is like you're on vacation on the beach. 10 is, you know, ugh, having a panic attack or it's just driving you bonkers. So zero to 10, how high is that stress? Okay. Just think of that number. And now I'm going to set the timer. We're going to do this together. I'm just going to set it for 30 seconds. And now I want you to grab those ice cubes, if that's all you have, or if you have a bowl of icy water, you can go ahead and dunk your face in the bowl of icy water. Whatever ice you have access to. I have it in my hands and I'm gonna put it right on my temples near my face. Just tune in only to that. Good, that was just 30 seconds. Oh, what does that feel like? Good, good. Noticing that sensation. Now, come back to that number of stress, zero to 10. Did anything change? Sometimes people will notice the sensation of cold is so shocking. They don't even have attention span, attention span left to worry about that crisis situation. Remember, a crisis is one of those situations where you feel the urgency to act and maybe even do something not so smart and you feel pressured to do it, but you actually need to slow down. So temperature is just one of these bio mood hacks that we have access to it. And the way it works is it triggers the body's dive reflex, almost like you, you know, you're not on vacation, you might be in the office, uh, you might be stressed out by family and you try not to say, you know, you're trying to bite your tongue and uh, be diplomatic. So you need, you have 30 seconds. It's like a mini crisis, right? And what I like about this skill is no one even has to know that you're doing it. This is one of these invisible superpowers. I'm playing around with the ice packs that I have right now and I'm putting them um, on the insides of my wrist. That feels really cold. And if I were in a, let's say a meeting at work and they're passing out really cold beverages or there's, um, you know, uh, what are those called? just like a cooler with a bunch of beverages, you can grab some ice. You can have that in your hands and pay mindful attention for 30 seconds, one minute. You can kind of test your tolerance. And what you might notice is just for a brief period of time, for a little respite, it hacks your attention, it hacks your mood. And some people find that it feels like a reset. Right? So that's just one of the ways that you can use temperature to trigger um, the mood you want to have. This is so relatable when you think about using temperature in other ways, like um, you know, a sauna or a warm bath. You can also kind of down-regulate the nervous system with warm temperature.
Okay, I promised you four skills. What's next? Tip, T-I-P-P. -P. The I in tip stands for intense exercise. Okay, this is a little bit less invisible because um, it's pretty clear that you're doing it when you do cardio. When we think about intense exercise, if you're going to hack your mood, um, you want to use cardio. And this is going to calm your body down when you're revved up by emotion. This is what DBT says. So um, you can engage in intense exercise even for just a short little while. I, one of my you know, favorite self-care treats for myself at an old job. I had a buddy and we would do planks for two minutes a day. And then we got pretty good at that. And then we upped it to, you know, five minutes a day. And then I went back to my session or I went back to my notes and it was so great. And it just kind of cleared, you know, what can happen with Stress is a little bit of that brain fog, overwhelm, talk about decision stress. Um, yesterday I made sure to take a run at the end of a really long day, fun day. Um, and it just kind of was almost like a fog, like it cleared um, my thoughts, right? Let's try it again. Um, I'm, I'm not too embarrassed to do this with you. Um, we're going to go ahead and do... 30 seconds of intense exercise and it's not it's not a lot of time um so if you need to even you're listening to this podcast you've got your headphones on you need to go to the you know the restroom if you need to do that for privacy um you know that's fine or if you are in a space where you have a buddy and they want to do this with you that's great because it's only 30 seconds i do want you to go ahead and do the most intense exercise that um, your body can do, right? So again, listen to your body if you need to adapt. I am just going to run in place for 30 seconds straight, and I want you to go ahead and do that with me. So again, you can pick your target, whether it's the level of stress that you feel, since um, exercise can be so energizing, maybe pick, you know, what's the level of energy you feel right now, zero to 10, or, um, you know, you could pick like level of optimism or whatever specific target would feel good to you. When you think about self-care, if you could move the needle, let's just, let's test it. Let's see how well this works for you. Okay. So get in a place that's comfortable for you to do 30 seconds of running and do a little mindful scan of your mood and uh, that zero to 10 scale and go ahead and run in place with me. Ready, set, go. Very good, run in place, lift your knees. You can run in one place or move around if you need to. Put your arms into it, put your runner's face on Throw yourself in all the way. All right. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Scan your mood. And come back. 
back to that number, whatever you were testing for yourself, whether it was your energy level, your mood. You can even do this with pain management if you're talking to a doctor about adaptations for your body. Just kind of check in with any movement. Notice the impact of even 30 seconds of intense exercise. All right, so here we are, more bio mood hacks. So we did temperature, we did intense exercise, and now what we'll see is that we have a lot of flexibility because with bio mood hacks, you can either upregulate and get the heart rate moving and you know get your mood up and maybe improve your outlook and your energy, and you can also down-regulate, which may be important in a moment of stress. So let's try one of the tip skills that's designed for that, which is P, paced breathing. And there's a lot of different ways to practice paced breathing. The reason it's paced that's important is you are slowing your breath down. And, and importantly, you're breathing deeply on the inhale, and then ideally the, the exhale is even slower than the inhale. So I'm going to walk you through that. And just to kind of know the reason it's designed that way is because in a moment of stress, say a panic attack or something shocky, shocking like a grief, um, you know, you might notice the, your heart rate beating really quickly. Right, and that's that's a fight or flight response designed to keep you safe. Say if you need to run away from a bear. So if you've had scary things happen in your life, sometimes it's kind of hard to calm the body down when you're in a moment of you know safety and security, and it's okay to do that. Sometimes it's hard to calm the body down or calm the mind down. Paced breathing is a really helpful way of showing the mind, showing the body that it's okay to just relax in this moment. So let's go ahead and try it together. And what I'll do is I'll walk you through the pattern that you can that you can hold with your breath. And what I'll do is I'll, you know, show you how on the inhale, we'll do this together, we'll simply inhale and I'll count to three. And on the exhale, I'll count to six. And so you can match that timing with your breath. And what we're trying to practice is getting that exhale to last just a little bit longer. It might feel uncomfortable at first, so just kind of match whatever you need to do um, to feel comfortable in the breath, but gently, you know, extending that exhale a little longer than the, the breath. And of course, we're starting with a really mindful attention so that we can tune in with we talk about bio-mood hacking, you know, where you are looking at the before and after with mindful attention. So go ahead and, you know, again, this is one of these invisible skills. You can practice paced breathing wherever you go, wherever you're listening to this. And if you're in a space where you comfortably can close your eyes, you can close your eyes if that helps you pay attention. Or if you 
prefer to have your eyes open, you can do that as well. But go ahead and start by just scanning, scanning your mood. Maybe you started this podcast episode feeling one kind of way and then going through the different tip exercises so far, feeling another kind of way. Just go ahead and update that by scanning your attention now, just seeing how, how do you feel in this moment? There's no right answer to that. Just notice that for yourself. Practice that non-judgmental mindful attention. And now getting your focus ready on the breath, just go ahead and at your own pace, take any kind of natural and slow inhale and exhale at your own pace. Breathing in and breathing out. And then when you're ready, go ahead and inhale this time, counting to three. We'll do that for you. Breathing in, one, two, three. Exhaling out slowly, one, two, three, four, five, six. Good, breathing in, keeping the same rhythm. Lengthening the exhale out, breathing out. Very good, counting for yourself. Breathing in to three. Very good, exhaling out to six. Take a moment to observe the body now as you let the breath continue to inhale and exhale now at your very own pace. Just holding your attention for a few moments longer, following the natural rhythm of the breath letting yourself breathe now at any pace that feels comfortable. Tuning into the body, I invite you to just check your mood, go back to that gentle scan of how you're feeling physically, how you're feeling mentally, how you're feeling in your mood. And notice any changes that came with paced breathing. And isn't it interesting, isn't it powerful to notice just the simple effects of the breath? I don't know about you, but I feel um, an overwhelming sense of calm. There's a slowness. Um, I don't, you know, an unhurriedness. I feel relaxed. My muscles feel calm and a little bit loose. And that's what's really cool about the tip skills. So all of them are, they're very low tech. Um, the breath, you know, goes with you everywhere. And we only did this little exercise of paced breathing for about one minute. So again, you don't have to even invest a lot of time, money, or attention 
in the simplest forms of self-care. Um, and yet, if, if you were like me, you notice a powerful impact. Good. So I promised you four tip skills. We're at the last one. And it's hard. I'm tempted to call each one of these my favorite. Uh, the last one really does have a special place in my heart because I've seen how powerful it is. This is the second P, um, as we spell out, tip. And it stands for progressive muscle relax. So if you've had the opportunity to do this before, you've probably seen what an amazing self-care skill it is because um, I'm going to walk you through it just like we have done with the other exercises. Um, basically, a progressive muscle relax is a way of tensing and relaxing uh, progressively different muscle groups in the body. And I first had the opportunity to practice this skill actually in grad school when I was getting trained on DBT. And I really had a unique opportunity to learn DBT as part of this partnership between my grad school and a local federal detention center. So um, shout out to the warden who worked there at the time, who also was a psychologist by training and um, helped us start the first program of its kind in this center where we did offer group skills training and even individual um, supports, um, which you can imagine being, you know, if someone's incarcerated or in detention, awaiting trial, um, we know from research that's a really stressful time and it puts people at really high risk, um, you know, for mental health crises and even self-harm. So I was trained on this really simple self-care skill, progressive muscle relax, because it was part of um, Marsha Linehan's latest round of DBT skills. This is actually something she added after continuing her research. Um, and maybe you've had the chance to learn it in other settings. It's not, you know, uncommon um, and yet a lot of people don't know how easy it is and how powerful it can be. So the best way to learn it is just, just go ahead and um, try it along with me. And again, all of these little self-care tips and tricks don't take a lot of time to do, but they do ask for a kind of mindful attention. Right, so this whole episode, this whole tool set that we're talking about, they are, you know, how to take care of yourself during a crisis. And, you know, we've already decided, okay, if you're gonna call 911, do that, take care of yourself. But if you can't do anything else and you need to take care of yourself, sometimes the hardest part of that, the hardest thing to do in a crisis is deciding to take the time to take care of yourself. And here I am telling you, you know, the research says it's um, these tools are really great at interrupting depression, anxiety, stress. They're great alternatives to self-harm. And I'm sharing with you examples of folks who use these same skills to help them get through a hard time in, in detention. So folks who are coming in and out of segregation. Um, or, you know, I've used these skills in other settings with trauma survivors 
and, you know, they're not sure, maybe they live in a rough neighborhood, you know, maybe you don't know when the next traumatic thing is going to happen. You're safe right now. Um, you know, these are the kinds of skills you could even use in a war zone. Um, you don't know what's going to happen next, but to survive, and I, I have had the opportunity to get to work with a lot of survivors, for folks to get through difficult crises, they are going to need a lot of survival skills. So this last tip skill, I really do feel passionate about because I think it's a powerful way to, um, you know, if you've decided you do have five minutes to bring that mindful attention, let's see how it feels um, to biohack the mood, um, your mood through the body's natural um, abilities. So let's just try it out and, and see if you feel the same way that I do about it when I suggest it as a great self-care tip. So um, again, you know, we just finished a little round of deep breathing. You can go back to the breath at any time. So let's do that now and go ahead and take a nice deep inhale in and exhale out. Good. And with this last uh, relaxation exercise that we're going to do together, the progressive muscle relax, um, good times to do this are right now. Um, you can you can do this uh, without many people noticing. If you want to really really relax, it's nice to do it in a private space or um, you know if you're getting ready for bed. Um, once you know how to do it, it's the kind of thing that you could do um, in little bits and pieces when you know you can clench and relax your fists. Um, for now, I do want you to um, kind of pause and find a comfortable space. Um, when you're in one, you can do this sitting down or laying down or standing up. So um, either eyes open or eyes closed, this is really adaptable. Um, but any which way that you feel comfortable, I want you to go ahead and settle your attention into the body. You can go ahead and do a little scan of the body. Notice if there are any body parts that feel more cranky or crabby than others. It's okay. Again, I want you to listen to the body and don't do anything that's going to hurt yourself. Um, you can adapt this as needed. Um, and know that if, if you do notice areas of discomfort in the body, we're not going to spend a lot of attention on any one part for a long period of time. And actually, with that mindful attention, we're just observing the experience for what it is. So you don't have to push or pull in any way. Okay? So go ahead and start by bringing all of your mindful attention now to your hands and I want you to clench your fists as tight as you can and just notice what that feels like. Just notice the sensations in your hands. Go ahead and tighten your fists tight as you can and keep paying attention now as you open your hands and just pay attention to what that feels like. Go ahead and try that one more time with your hands. Tighten your fist. Tight, 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 tight. Very good. And now relax. Okay, good. Just bring that mindful attention wherever we focus on the body. Good. Now, go ahead and put your arms up like Wonder Woman or Superman. Go ahead and tighten your arms, your biceps. Make yourself really strong. Just tense and tune in 100% of your attention 
right? In a crisis, you're going to be tempted to think about something else and your, your mind's going to wander. But right now, bring a thousand percent of your attention into the body, tense those arm muscles. Good. And now drop your arm, arms down along the sides of your body. Let them go loose, almost like cooked spaghetti. And just feel that sensation. Good. Now, with your abdomen tense, all the muscles in your abdominal region tense, tense, tense. Use your six pack if you have one, or if you don't, like me, pretend that you do and just tense those muscles. And just again, notice what that feels like. Good. Now let those same abdominal muscles go loose like a Saturday morning as you continue to breathe and exhale. Good. Drawing the attention down now to your big thigh muscles, one of those, those big, those two big muscle groups, tense your thigh muscles and even your butt muscles, just tense that whole region. Tense, tense, tense. Notice what that feels like. Good, and now relax them. Let them go. Good. Lowering your attention now all the way to your feet. Scrunch up your toes. Scrunch them up just like you did with your fists, but now with your feet. Feel the sensations, the tightness. Even notice the teeny tiny little crevices between your toes. Tune in all of your attention, even if you have other things you're thinking about, or even reactions. Good, now unscrunch all those toes and let them go. Good, now bring your attention up to your face and hopefully you're in a private space right now um, because you're gonna close your eyes and you are gonna scrunch up your face. You're gonna make the ugliest face you possibly can. You're gonna scrunch up those eyebrows and the your cheeks and your nose, everything. You're gonna scrunch up all the teeny micro muscles in your face and just see what that feels like. Good. And now let all the muscles throughout your face melt like butter as you just let go. Good. Now, you can keep your eyes closed if you want to a moment longer or open them, but whatever you do, now go ahead and tense every single muscle in your whole body. Tense your hands, your, your arms, your face, your belly, your thighs, your legs, your toes, everything in between. Squeeze everything. Feel what that feels like. Good. And now, from the tip top of your head, going down one by one, Gently let go of every single muscle group and relax. Good. Go ahead and do that one more time. Squeeze, tense all those different muscle groups. Tight, 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 tight. Squeeze even a little tighter than you think you can. Good. What does that feel like? Just notice that. Good. And then one by one, hyper slowly. Continue to breathe, just let all those muscles relax.
Continue to breathe as you do a gentle scan of your body, noticing any changes in moods, attention span, just quality of that experience, just noticing, noticing. And noticing just what your own body chemistry has the capacity to do. So you now have four tip skills to choose from. If you are in an emotional crisis and you feel overwhelmed, tired, uh, procrastinating, upset, depressed, anxious, panic attack, worried you might say or do the wrong thing, but you're not going to call 911, or you can, you can do that. Uh, you're going to take care of yourself one, one way or another. So my invitation for you is to play around with all the different tip skills. Try the temperature, try the ice, uh, pick, even if it's a minute, a way to do intense exercise. See how you can fit that in. Test how it makes you feel. Try paced breathing and find a, a spot when you can try out a progressive muscle relax, whether you're feeling upset, angry, anxious, it's really good for sleep. And what it's really fun to do is to play around with all the different skills and mix and match and see what situations work best for which skills. People tend to have favorites and ones that work best for them. So I look forward to hearing any feedback that you have. And of course, you can contact me and find out more about the work that I do as a therapist and burnout prevention consultant on therapyforreallife.com. And of course, you can tune into the Therapy for Real Life podcast where we talk more and more about therapy concepts that we translate for everyday use. So I hope you're feeling a lot better. I, feel you're, I hope you're feeling great after this episode. If you're feeling like you're still in a crisis, it's okay to replay uh, this episode over again or go back into your toolbox and keep trying one skill after another. Sometimes in a crisis, you do have to do that. Um, but thank you for listening. That's your first act of self-care. So pat yourself on the back and have a great day. Mm -hmm.